0: Welcome back to the show. This week, I talked to my brother Ryan on the phone about bouldering in the Wichita Mountains, the current state of the guidebook that he's working on, and what it feels like to climb 30 feet with no rope. It was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy too. Here it is.
1: Digging in the crates for some Hidden gems of the you know there's no such thing as too much
0: Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon.
0: <laughs> I guess you can hear me.
1: Yeah, I almost didn't answer.
0: Oh, I forgot to tell you it was coming from my um um my studio phone.
1: That's, a, that's an important important thing to mention nowadays.
0: Yeah, usually I remember, but clearly I did not today. Um did, did you know I had it? No. Oh, yeah. I got it uh, a couple months ago. I'm paying way too much, but it is kind of cool. I mean, I like having a phone line and then the phone line connects to my computer.
1: What do you mean you're paying too much?
0: I mean, I thought it would be really cheap to get a landline because nobody really wants one anymore, but it was more than I thought it would be. I don't even know how, how much is it, it, it is. I don't know. I don't want to look at the bill. <laughs>
1: How do you know it's too much if you're not looking at
0: the bill? Because I had to get it installed, and I remember seeing what it would be when I got it, and I thought, well, that's too much, and then I scheduled the appointment. <laughs> okay. I just wanted it too bad. I wanted to have, like, the phone. So, like, the setup is having the phone next to me, and then people can call the landline instead of the cell phone, so the cell phone can be separate. It, it has worked out really well. It's just, I don't know if it's the, that's not the smartest purchase I've ever made, but maybe it will be at some point.
1: Do your apartment comes with free free wi-fi
0: no no i think uh, I, I pay for electricity and i think that's it everything else is included in the bill or added on to the rent i just pay them
1: where's your wi-fi through
0: uh cox so that's who i got the phone through
1: hmm.
0: so um Fine. program I that in
1: that, i guess that bundle bundle isn't as a uh
0: good as i say it is no i forgot why i think there's also like an fcc activation one-time fee or something to turn on the phone probably because it's more of a hassle now to get the phone to you than it used to be so then it's going to cost more you know
1: yeah
0: so how's your day
1: good
0: how are you um it's all right. I was having some tro- trouble getting everything working, but it's like going well now. Now that I'm talking to you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, how are you doing with staying at home? And um, I know you have not been staying at home as much as I have, but um, what's it been like for you?
1: My daily life hasn't changed at all besides not going to the gym.
0: What do you mean? Because you were coming home after work and you were staying there anyway, or you're like still going out to parties and you are going to the store and you're going to the movies still?
1: Well, I was, I would come home and then go to the climbing gym.
0: Oh, you're, you're saying that as your gym.
1: No, instead of that though, I just go home and then go to Ma's house to work out.
0: Yeah. So the gym's still open for you.
1: Yeah. That gym's still open yeah it doesn't have all it doesn't have all the same equipment but
0: no it's got terrible got equipment a, but it works it's yeah, like good enough it's like um you know in rocky where he's got to you know use a bunch of makeshift stuff to rocky work had out
1: better equipment still
0: well yeah but it's that same <laughs> idea where you're like i don't have anything i need but i'll make it work
1: uh, yeah anybody can get a good home workout in if they try hard. now
0: that's true that's true
1: look at those freaking guys that live in a 23 hour um, isolation in prison and stay yoke.
0: that's true but that's different in a way because he, like the way things are right now people still have stuff to do even if they say they're bored it's like man you have so many things like you have the internet you have like streaming movies and games and you can talk on the phone and i mean there's an endless amount of things that can keep you busy in prison it's like i don't know maybe you can read a book maybe and you can work well, out.
1: There's, there's a lot of stuff you can do in prison.
0: Depends on what kind of prison you're in. If you're in celebrity prison, or if you're in like prison prison.
1: Even in even in maximum security lockdown prisons, they get a lot.
0: Yeah, but you're still in your cell quite a bit.
1: Yeah, but even the guys that do the 24 hour lockdowns, they still give them. They give them all. They give them a lot of stuff. They just it stays in their cell.
0: All right. I don't know about that. Where's your work cited page?
1: My work side, I watch a lot of the locked up things on Netflix.
0: Oh yeah, oh that, yeah, that's true. Some of them have that, there, but you're still there limited. Have
1: been, there have been guys that are, you know that are um, that were given life at like eighteen and have multiple master's degrees and paint and write books and do a whole lot of stuff in prison.
0: Yeah, that's true. But I think you're still like the you have so much more access outside.
1: There's even a guy, it was uh, in Pennsylvania that ran for public office.
0: Really? That seems difficult for prison.
1: You can run for office in in jail, but you can't vote. That's weird. There's no no law or anything in the Constitution that prevents you from running for office. Okay. I think it was just understood when they wrote it. They're like, yeah, no one will ever be able to do, no one will do this.
0: So, yeah, if I was in prison, I feel like that I'd be looking for the things that people are saying you couldn't do. I mean, you got to have some sort of purpose. You got to, you know, that's that's part of it. Still feeling fulfilled being in prison when you are limited in what you're allowed to do. Yeah. And some people will just like hang out. I think other people. Well, I guess. Yeah. In in a way, in that way, it's the same as it is now. Some people are going to take this time. They're going to get stuff done. Other people are not going to deal with it well if they're more extroverted and just need to be around people. And then there are another group that are probably fine, but they're just lazy.
1: Yeah, I think the people that stay active in prison do better.
0: Well, yeah, people do that are active in life do better. Yeah. True. If you, if you sit in an office and then you go home and you sit and you never exercise, I, I don't know. I don't think you're going to be. You're definitely not better off yeah i wouldn't think i don't know i don't have the science with me ryan okay
1: stephen Hawking did fine
0: that's true that's different his brain was at a different level i think
1: yeah but only because he chose for it to be
0: i don't know i don't know if all that's a choice
1: i think it's a choice on how far you take it
0: well you can yeah you can like but your your brain still has a limit I mean you think about
1: like, Oh yeah. Like Nick saying, uh, he he uh yeah, but I would think if Stephen Hawking was more like Matt Damon in uh um shit. What's that uh Goodwill Hunting? What if he was just like He was like, I'm fine being a Bostonite and being a uh a, a, a you know, getting into fights with bars. I don't really wanna
0: That's true. But not everyone has that brain either. You can only take your brain as far as you can take your brain. And I I, I like to use Nick as, a, as an example. So Nick, if you're listening to this, this is not... I don't think this is a bad example. Um, it's, you know, we both were like in AP math. But I feel like... And while he still studied and he still did the work, I think math has always made more sense to him than it made sense to me. So... He'll be able to go further in that direction than I could because it just doesn't make as much sense. I could still work really hard at it, but if we both work just as hard, I think he's still going to get further. But creativity, that always made sense to me.
1: Well, I think, yeah, he's definitely better at math and science than you are. Yeah. However, you're just as creative but with a different uh, avenue.
0: That's what I mean. I, uh, creativity makes sense, making things makes sense. So I'll go in that direction and push just as hard as he could push, you know, with math and science.
1: I'm I'm very creative, but it has to involve uh moving parts.
0: Um like rocks, moving moving rocks.
1: Yeah, or <laughs> just uh got to be like a a, uh, a moving, gotta have moving pieces. Like, I would say flying a plane is an art form. Driving a car very well, is an art form.
0: That's true.
1: Climbing, climbing on rocks is an art form. So it's like, like comparable to like martial arts. It's like how your body, making your body work a specific way very well.
0: Climbing is definitely form. an art form. I feel like that I feel like most people could understand that if you see it. I mean because you like can, ballet. Yeah, and also just if you just look at it like a puzzle, that I think it's easier for people to wrap their head around that. That it's not just, you know, here, climb it like a ladder. It's you have to you have to think outside the box a little bit to figure out how you're gonna do this stuff.
1: Yeah. Like a really complicated Sudoku puzzle.
0: Yeah, or at least when you get into it. I mean, yes, in the beginning there are. It is like, okay, just put that foot there. All right, that hand there, and it's you know very obvious. But if you really want to do it, it's not. It's not going to be that simple. Yeah, true. Especially for different body types, where you know someone with longer limbs is going to be able to climb something differently than somebody that's short. But you could still do it it's interesting when you think about like all the details that come with it. Yeah,
1: it's definitely a little bit, a lot of nuance.
0: I want you to, uh, explain bouldering. I think we did it in that, uh, that first episode I ever did with you because I feel like when I tell people, I try to explain to people, like if I was out taking pictures with you or you were bouldering, if I'm talking about you, they say they know what bouldering is, but I don't think they do. I feel like most people, if they don't know about climbing, they have a different image of what bouldering is in their head. You know what I mean?
1: I think what most people think it is is uh, what I would call boulder hopping.
0: Yes, that's which, why I which, feel like I got to correct them.
1: Yeah, which is where there's just a bunch of boulders in a like a field or the side of a mountain and you're just hopping between them. and You're hopping the two feet between them without falling and dying yeah hurting yourself
0: because that's and
1: then
0: that's what happens when i'm like hey you uh so my brother's doing this bouldering bouldering guide do you know what bouldering is uh yeah yeah and that's when i go no you don't are you sure yeah are you (laughs) sure because i don't think you do
1: also why would
0: somebody write a guide about like boulder hopping
1: yeah i just don't know who would buy that
0: i'm gonna say nobody
1: I guess people that thought they knew what bouldering was would buy it.
0: Yeah, like, oh, I love bouldering. (laughs) I love bouldering.
1: And then they buy it and they start reading it and say, this isn't what I thought it was going to be.
0: Yeah, so explain what actual bouldering is.
1: Uh, um, So I guess guess everybody's familiar with rock climbing to some degree. So rock climbing, you're trying to get from point A to point B on this. Vertical face, and so in order not to die, you you know you are using a rope, um, so that as you fall, you don't uh, hit the ground. And so bouldering uh, boulders in nature are generally shorter than rock faces. So imagine that instead of doing an entire big wall of climbing, you're just doing a really short Climb that's just as tall as the boulder. So, when it started, it was more of a way to practice before doing rock climbs.
0: Yeah.
1: And now it's just kind of taken off on its own, own different art form. So.
0: But still a great way to practice hard moves, and.
1: I mean, generally the the thing around uh, each different kind of climbing has its own its own reason for doing it. Bouldering is people are trying to generally trying to find the hardest single move like just getting your one, you know, going from one hole to the next hold, trying to figure out how hard the human body, what's the hardest possible move the human body can do. Yeah. Is like the goal is the goal of bouldering. And then like the, the goal of uh, sport climbing, like climbing with a rope is uh, just trying to see how, how many hard moves the human body can do in a row, you know, up a steep face is usually the, I'd say is the end goal of that.
0: Yeah, so, I feel like bouldering, bouldering is like a foam pit for um like, like motorcycle tricks that sort of thing. Yeah. Because if you fall, you're gonna be okay for the most part.
1: Yeah, depending on how tall the boulder is that you're trying.
0: Yeah, for regular bouldering. Maybe not the uh the tall ones.
1: Yeah, but I would even caveat that with um you can you can still break an ankle from a five foot fall, so well yes. It just depends on the, the person and their their uh their confidence level and how good they are at what they're doing. But even really good people get hurt or die.
0: Yeah, talk and, about uh, uh what what's the one you're working on tomorrow? Let everyone know how high that one is
1: feet tall.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that.
1: (laughs) Well, see, that's, you know, if somebody came up to me tomorrow and said, hey, Ryan, uh, I'd like you to be a, I'd like you to do the uh, video production for this movie I'm doing, I'd probably crap my pants and say, well, I'm not the guy for the job for that. Just you, just you asking me makes me nervous. But if somebody came to you and said that, you'd be like, all right, I'm up to the task.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit different. Uh, I don't get hurt from video production generally.
1: Yeah, but you could die. from Emotionally,
0: death. I do, but yeah. See. <laughs> no, I know. I. I mean, I. always think of just Alex Holland or anybody else who's free soloing or doing like really crazy stuff. Where I'm like, I believe that they believe that they're going to be fine, but there's um there's much more chance. Huh?
1: Always the chance.
0: That's yeah. That's what I mean. Like if something goes wrong, there's, um, higher consequences than there are for like me getting a shot wrong. Yeah. But I also know you're going to do what you're going to do.
1: Yeah. It's also, um, uh, taking calculator risks, So, uh, the climb I'm trying to do is, uh, it starts out hard and it finishes really easy. So if it was the other way around, I probably wouldn't do it. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing a really hard move that high off the ground. Um, but because the the last 10 feet of the, the boulder problem I'm trying to do, the uh, potentially, uh, or the portion of the problem where I potentially get hurt if I fell, because um, I know that I can you know, I can do that with the utmost confidence. That's yeah. where the the risk risk reward offsets to. This is more. There's a higher chance of uh, reward than there is of a uh, uh, risk.
0: I can see that. How are you? You talked to me a little bit about it, but how are you um, preparing? And how are you going to start off tomorrow when you try to figure it out? To figure out if you are comfortable with it.
1: Well, so I've been like. Uh, like boxers shadow box and they act like they're in the ring with someone yeah so instead of shadow boxing i've been uh i guess like shadow climbing so i have my i have on on video my uh attempts from uh wednesday and i've basically just been practicing rehearsing the moves in my head so that whenever i go back to it tomorrow uh it'll feel like i've i've climbed it you know at this point probably like 50 times yeah so my uh my muscle memory is uh you know pretty locked in at this point it's just uh, getting it getting it down while i'm out there uh, but
0: i mean you've also yeah. been climbing it with a rope first have you not
1: yeah, so i've practiced on on top rope so basically i've where I was rope soling. So basically I was attached into a rope and I had a device on the, on the rope called a traction control. Um, so that whenever I fell, uh, it would, it basically bites the rope and holds you, holds you in place where you are. Um, and so I practiced all the moves, uh, five or six times. I, I repelled off the boulder and, um, cleaned all of the holds, made sure they were all solid and, uh, you know, ticked off holds that I didn't want to grab, uh, because they looked like they were, they looked brittle or they were too small. Um, yeah, so that's just all in, uh, preparation to, to make sure it goes smoothly whenever I try it.
0: Well, I'm excited for you. I hope it goes well. You should uh, you should send me some of those videos. I'll, I'll add them into this video.
1: Yeah, well,
0: to give people a better it'll... idea of like what, um, well, even the even the practice ones, like just to give people an idea of what what you're talking about here.
1: Hey, either have like a really cool send uh, video of me doing it, or a really cool fall video of me falling twenty feet.
0: Well, cool to so maybe some other people. A little scary for me.
1: Well, that's the that's the thing too. Is um, so we do I do have those crash pads below me.
0: Yeah, that's a good thing to mention.
1: So, if I do fall, I fall on you know the the foam pads that I have, and depending on how far you fall, uh, really depends on if you fall the right way. Um, you know, if you collapse into your your legs and fall on your butt, whenever you fall, you're pretty safe to fall. Uh, I've fallen all the way up to like 20 feet before. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt per se, but like the next day, um, you know, my, uh, my legs feel very sore. Like my, my thighs, my knees feel a little bit, uh, uh, what would be the word? Not so, yeah. sore, but, but stiff, I would say. And then my lower back is, a uh, it just feels really stiff so it's just from all of that all of that pressure that comes you know straight up your that shock shock force that comes up through your your bones and your ligaments and yeah and everything but as far as like breaking a breaking an ankle or breaking a leg um i think that would really really only going to happen if you fall from too high so whenever you know your heels hit the pad Uh, you worry about bottoming out. So like there isn't enough cushion in the pads anymore to, um, to stop it from hitting the ground. So basically you just smush the pads so much with your force that your heels still hit the ground. And, you know, that's when you, you know, compress the knee or, um, you know, you know, dislocate a knee or break an ankle or something like that. But you really have to get, you really have to get, you know, up to 30 feet up to 25 feet um, for that to become a becoming a or where that's becoming a really good possibility and then when you get above that um, it's almost guaranteed that when you fall you know there's you're going to hurt something you're going to roll an ankle you're going to break something Um, but the I'd say the chance of like um, dying probably doesn't uh, become like a certainty until you're um, above 50 feet, but there, there are stories of people, you know, free-soling and stuff and falling uh, 60 feet, 70 feet, or like people in the Alpine where they fall uh, fall into the snow and stuff, they're falling more than 100 feet. And they survive, you know, but they have a broken, broken uh, vertebrae, uh, let, femurs are broken, stuff like that. So it yeah. just depends on how high you get up and, how you fall if you fall with both legs down you fall down you're probably going to be okay but
0: the chance yeah, of getting sure. hurt goes up the higher you get though
1: yeah exactly
0: i think it's also important to talk about your like just having a spotter somebody who's that is not just there but is actually paying attention and making sure you don't fall back into another rock or hit your head or you know pull like the the crash pads as you climb
1: yeah so so on this one in particular there's a there's a dead uh, cedar tree that used to be covering up this side of the boulder um, that's dead now and it's kind of laying down on the ground um, it's super dead but it's a big tree so it's it's you know still pretty pretty sturdy so that's in the area of the fall zone so my friend Tristan, who's going to be there with me tomorrow to spot me on it. Um, basically his main job is once I get past the hard part on the bottom and I, I take off on the, the slab part of the top, which, uh, slab basically means that it, the, the wall is going to go at a negative angle. So it's going to lean in kind of like imagine like going up a driveway, but a lot steeper. Um, so on that part, his job is basically going to be to stand either like, straddling that tree or um, on top of it so that if I do punt off and fall his job is going to be if I'm leaning back like I'm going to hit that tree right before I hit the ground he's basically going to give me a shove to make sure that I land on the pads instead
0: okay I see that it makes sense it's such a big job too
1: yeah it's like the spotter's job isn't uh, uh, when people see somebody's spotting in a, a bouldering video and they don't really know about climbing. I think they think their job is to try to like catch the climber. Yeah. Their, their only job is to direct you towards the pads, um, or to prevent you from uh, falling backwards and slamming your head on the ground.
0: Yeah. I mean, if or I was spotting from- you, I would just catch you, but that's like my strength is at a different <laughs> level so that's de- i
1: think you depending <laughs> on how high up i was i think you you know i might i might kill you and i might be fine
0: <laughs> yeah i mean that's true though because if you because if you fall if you were falling from 30 feet into me then i'm just gonna slam my own head into the ground
1: yeah but you're gonna collapse my ball you know yeah you'd be great I, so, yeah then
0: you'd be picking me up and taking me to the hospital
1: you're just like the cartoon
0: yeah <laughs> uh well um how is the the bouldering guide coming and do you want to do you want to explain what that is again now that it's further along
1: yeah so uh the guidebook's just about all the different boulders in the Wichita mountains um that have boulder problems on them and when i say boulder problems i just mean uh climb so imagine a rock face but just short on a boulder um you know, they vary from five feet to this This will be the tallest one in the book, which is the 30-foot the one I'm going to try tomorrow. Um, and then it, it's basically just directions on how to get to every every area where boulders are. Um, and then uh, it explains where each climb is on each boulder. Um, Oklahoma doesn't have a, a bouldering guidebook yet, so this will be the, the first one. So the uh, response from the, the climbing community so far has been But they're pretty excited about it so we'll we'll see how many people buy a copy
0: (laughs) yeah well either way it's exciting i think just i'm i'm proud of you and i'm excited for you just because i think for one thing doing something that nobody else has done yet that's sort of a big deal and to say that you made that and completed that that's something that you'll be able to keep for your whole life if you never did another thing in your entire life, you can still say you, you made a book and um, one that other people could find use from and will be able to use for, I mean, forever, really.
1: Yeah. And it will be hopefully be a lasting part of my, uh, my legacy.
0: I'm sure it will a, be. I
1: think a good way to keep your memory alive is to, to have something with your name on it after you die.
0: Yeah, I think... I'm not going to speak for you, but I, I almost guarantee that it's going to be something that you will you will love to the day you die. It's been the same for movies I've made, even the ones that I don't like and I don't think are very good anymore. They're still very important to me. That's why I have them on my shelf. I don't care if nobody else watches them ever again. It's it's still something that I did that I can say I did. I have stories of of making them just like you have stories of going out for years, you know, finding these boulders, climbing these boulders, documenting it. And, you know, you just, you create a lot of memories that way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for people that do have like a a hobby that they're really passionate about, I mean, if you really sit down and you think about the the amount of hours that you've, you've spent doing that thing um, and the, the knowledge base that you've, You've acquired the entire time that you've been doing it um if you never if you never pass it on to anybody else um it, to me it almost feels like a waste a little bit because i feel like at a certain point when you enjoy something um when you enjoy something so much uh you're almost obligated to to give back to those that uh, that may also enjoy it because it's all to me it's almost selfish to, to keep all that to yourself yeah especially especially if you're sitting on like a wealth of knowledge that um, you don't you don't think that other people know or you think that other people would get a lot of uh, value out of
0: yeah I think as long as people are looking for it, I think it could be hard to feel like you should be contributing that information if you don't know that anybody's looking for it. Like you can be passionate about something, but you don't know if anybody else cares about that same thing. Yeah. But when there's a community of people, especially climbing, um, where, you know, people are looking for places to climb, you know, that there are people in the state that could really use a guide like that, you know, cause there's not as, I mean, as far as anybody, most people know, there is no climbing in Oklahoma, not good climbing.
1: Yeah, it's I mean <laughs> for the rest of the for like the rest of the country and definitely the world, I mean that is the that is the base assumption. Is that this place really isn't on the, the map of places to visit. Which uh, I mean if you if you, you know anything about climbing, most of the really good uh, climbing spots, you know, throughout the world are in some very obscure places where you wouldn't expect that to uh for that to be there. Yeah. So With, I think uh, I think this I think the Wichita Mountains definitely deserves to uh, not to be the like a the world's most forefront place to come and climbing, but it should be known, you know, it should be it should be a travel destination for some at
0: some point. Yeah, I mean, think of how many how many boulders do you have um, in the book right now that are that you're actually going to have in there, for sure.
1: Right now, the, the boulder count is at 275. Um,
0: and there's a lot of places that you still haven't explored that you're not going to use till the future, right? I mean, that's not, that's not even half of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, my, my personal uh, Word document that I have that has projects and it has pictures of boulders I haven't been back to or it has places where I went and walked around for a day um you know that word documents uh 22 pages long Jeez. and that that's all stuff that i that i haven't done that i would like to go back to to do at some point um and i'm really hoping um this book will uh spur you know uh younger younger people to get out and and do some bouldering and you know once they get kind of uh adjusted to the, the style out there my hope is that they'll um people will come to me and say well do you know of anything else do you know of any stuff that hasn't been done and then i can direct people you know to these different spots and well, then i don't have to do all the work anymore
0: <laughs> well yeah
1: get other people out there to, to do the work for me
0: it should be nice yeah people are coming to you and saying hey i found some i found a bunch i have these ones that i know about now because i've been looking <laughs>
1: And I can't remember who who this quote who has this quote, and I feel like I should definitely know. But uh, it's it's like the uh it's like just like the the mountains the mountains are calling. You ever heard that quote before? And it's like the mountains are calling, so I must go.
0: I think I have. I'm pretty sure. Do you want me to look it up?
1: Yeah, look it up. Um, but that's how I feel about uh, that's how I feel when anytime I go out there and I see a cool boulder. And I'm like, wow, that, that would be a really great line to climb. Um, I feel like, a a little bit of, a uh, I don't know, incompleteness or dissatisfaction knowing that it hasn't been done. Yeah. And I really could care less who does it, whether it be me or somebody else. I just want to see it done. I feel like since it's there, And if it's there, and if it's climbable, I feel like somebody should be out there trying to do it. So it's almost like I have, I feel like when I go out there, I feel like I have an obligation to come back because it's not, it's not done. Unfinished work. Huh?
0: Unfinished work.
1: Yeah. It's not bottomed out. I won't, I, I honestly feel like I won't be happy until the last boulder has been climbed.
0: Which is great (laughs) because you'll probably never get there, but then you (laughs) also, but you also have like a... A purpose something that you're striving towards which i think is more important than actually completing the thing
1: yeah i don't i don't i won't be alive long enough to to ever be able to to climb everything that's there well, no. i mean the places there's got to be over i wouldn't be surprised if there's um i don't want to say a million but it feels like there's a million boulders out there i mean there's definitely hundreds of thousands
0: in the and, wichita's I mean, you say in the wichita's
1: yeah like i don't i don't i feel like a million's too high of a number but i wouldn't be surprised if i'm wrong and that would, that's the actual that's the actual count out there
0: yeah it's like guessing how many uh marbles is in a jar
1: You're... yeah i mean if, if you look on it if you look at the place from google maps anywhere you look on there there's just there's a boulder every five feet
0: yeah yeah and there's yeah it's a lot And i think you've done a good job of remembering a lot of them from spending so much time out there
1: yeah i've I've thought several times how nice it would be if i could just be like a neo and plug my brain into my computer and it just would just download
0: hey maybe before you die that will happen
1: (laughs) would have made it a lot easier that's for sure yeah but yeah i do i don't really have a photographic memory for for anything but if i if i climb something one time and uh, give it a name, and then give it a grade in my head. Like it's it's there. I don't I don't forget it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's um, ca- what?
1: It's all nicely cataloged in there.
0: Well, that quote, "The mountains are calling, and I must go." It's from John. I'm gonna get this wrong. Muir. Mur? Well, mur? Muir? M U I R. Is that right? Yeah. I feel like yeah. It should that's be. the one I was thinking of. Muir. Muir. But- Muir.
1: I would, I would just change the quote for me to, uh, uh, the the boulders are there. So I must, I must climb. I don't know.
0: You heard it here first. Put it on a (laughs) t-shirt.
1: The boulders are there. So I must climb.
0: Yeah. By Ryan Sheldon. That sounds like a children's book that you're writing next.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I would, that wouldn't be, I bet I could sell, sell the crap out of that in uh, Boulder, Colorado.
0: Yeah. Why not? sell a lot of places probably um well we're about out of time but is there anything else that you uh want people to know about the things you're doing or the things you will be doing or a book release date or uh i don't know life advice
1: life advice (laughs) yeah um well the the books uh Right now, the release date is going to be for the fall of this year, so I'm um, hoping sometime sometime around October, so maybe late September to late October. Um, it'll be available online and uh, from my website, which is uh, Um You can keep up to up to date on the news on there or on the Facebook page for the book, which is just you know, refuge bouldering. Um, And then uh, if you want to see what, what the, the bouldering looks like, you can check me out on, on Instagram, which is uh, just Ryan, Ryan Sheldon. So Ryan Sheldon without the, without the M.
0: And not a T, no T in Sheldon.
1: Yeah. D for, D for David.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, Perfect. Well, thanks for uh, being here. Thanks for talking with me about this stuff. And I'll definitely uh, want you back on when the book's out.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Hopefully. Yeah, let's get this thing knocked out.
0: <laughs> That's right. Maybe I'll have millions of listeners then. And we'll really sell some books.
1: Yeah, probably more than they can uh, put out.
0: <laughs> That's right. That'll be a good problem to have.
1: Yeah. Got to do more printing. I'll let them know right now. Yeah, so just I'm say hey. Go.
0: It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a thing. So just be ready. Print a million. Print a million people. copies
1: sold.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being here, and um, I guess I'll be I'll be talking to you soon.
1: Cool. All right. See you
0: later. All right. That is it for this week. I hope everyone out there is staying safe and that you've been able to stay in communication with your friends and your family and that. Uh, you're just doing okay and you're you're getting by. I think uh, I know a lot of people have been struggling with this. It is definitely tough. It's something new for a lot of people staying home, staying alone, staying isolated. And um, especially when we don't know how long this is going to go on. Uh, if you do want to uh, you know change things up, if you want to talk to me, if you want to be on one of these episodes, go to MISCimportantstuff.com slash talk to me. And I would love to have a phone call with you and turn that into an episode. Or if you just like someone to talk to, you can still go to my website, fill out the form, give me your phone number, and I'll call you and I'll just talk to you. I'll just talk to you. We don't have to record it. Uh, I'm willing to just have a good conversation with anybody, honestly. So go to my website, fill out the form, give me your phone number and email, and I'll set up a time and I'll give you a call. So that. Um that option is there if you are looking for it, or if you need it, or if you know anybody else who is looking for it or needs it. But that's it for now. Um, and as always, and until next time, if you like this episode, please let me know. If you hated this episode, please let me know. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.